Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. faithful listeners, you've tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. Thank you so much for being here, for hanging out with me, for sharing a cup of coffee, and for reading the Bible with me. But uh, I have some exciting personal news to share with you guys today. So we are finally uh, going to be moving very, very soon here. We have a move-in date for our next house, and I'm super excited about it, but it's been so much work. But of course, it's been very rewarding and very fun as well. I really do enjoy doing um, house projects and just keeping up with everything. It's been kind of fun for me as well as very stressful and uh, very busy as well. But So if you guys could actually pray for my husband and I so that everything transitions smoothly and that we get in there and uh, everything just works out super well, that'd be very appreciated if you could. Uh, pray for me. But let's go ahead and discuss Exodus chapter 13 verses 17 through 22. We will finish out this chapter and uh, this will be the end of Exodus chapter 13 and then we will be discussing the next chapter and I will have a guest speaker on uh, the podcast next week as well. So definitely join in to hear from my personal friend and boss at the church, <laughs> Mark Richards. He's a, he's a good friend. Uh, friend of mine and a wonderful musician who will be on the podcast with us. So make sure to grab that cup of coffee and let's go ahead and read this. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. When Pharaoh had let the people go, God didn't lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness, by the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up armed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had made the children of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away from here with you. They took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. Yahweh went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they may go by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night didn't depart from before the people. Just reading this passage, I actually really, really like it. It's actually, it it just shows how loving God really is because he's super present in just these few verses with his people. So it says in uh, verse 17 that after Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. So if you listen to my episodes regarding the life of Joseph, you would have learned that Egypt was approximately a month of travel away from the land of Canaan. So even if the people were traveling slowly, it would have taken them around a month, maybe at most a month and a half if they were traveling very slowly. But it wasn't a super long trip by foot. I mean, yes, it was. It was miles and miles away, but it was not uh, undoable. Like people could do it. It was 
often traveled from Egypt to Canaan. And we saw that, you know, Joseph's brothers traveled back and forth several times. And, um, you know, it was a long trip, but it wasn't horrifically horrible. You know, it wasn't like traveling across the planet. So (laughs) on foot. So yes, the people could have made it from the land of Egypt to the land of Canaan, where God was going to take them in about a month. But God right here in verse 17 says that he was not taking the people along the easy path. He was going to take them into the wilderness. It was going to be a longer trip for the people. And the people are probably wondering why God was doing this. But God specifically says here, it says that God did not lead them by the land of the Philistines because God said the people might change their minds when they see war and they might just go back to Egypt. They might just stop following me and they might just go back to Egypt. So God was protecting the people. He knew the hearts of his people. He knew how they were. I just said in my last episode on Wednesday on this regarding this chapter that the people tended to forget God. We all tend to forget God. People are the same as they've always been. And we have a tendency to forget about God. So, of course, when the people see war, God knew that this would make the people very upset and they would leave and go back to the land of Egypt. God already knew this before the people even said a word about going back to the land of Egypt. God knew exactly what was in their hearts. He knew that they would forget about him. He knew that if they saw war, that they would be uh, terrified and that they would just go back to the land of Egypt without even trusting in God, that God could take care of them and everything like that. So God does not take them by the easiest route. Now, the easiest route was actually called Via Maurice. And I don't know if it's still called that or if that's an old name. I don't know. But it's called Via Maurice. So it's by the sea. It's the easiest route. But it was very well traveled. So the Philistines were around at this point. The Egyptians had outposts everywhere. There was little villages and little shops that you could grab your stuff that you needed to grab for a journey. It was the easiest way to travel. But God doesn't take them up that route because he knew that maybe war might happen either with the Philistines who lived around that area or it might happen with the Egyptian outposts. So God knew one way or another war would end up happening if he took his people up that path, that very simplistic path. Something would happen, war would break out, the people would freak out, they would forget about God, and they would travel back into Egypt and become slaves for their entire lives. (laughs) So God doesn't allow that to happen. He takes them up away from the Via Maurice, and he leads them into the wilderness up near the Red Sea. So it says that God is leading them up towards the Red Sea, and uh, the children of Israel went up armed out of the land of Egypt. So they're taking their weapons with them. (laughs) They're already terrified, you know, that war might happen. So they're very prepared. They have arms with them. In other words, they have weapons with them. They have their weapons and they are following God up to the Red Sea. So they're encamping in this place called Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And God is so present with his people at this point. It says in verse 21 that he went before them by a pillar of cloud during the day. And when I think of that, I just think of like this long pillar stretching up into heaven of this big 
fluffy cloud that just extends down to the earth, almost looking like, in a sense, a tornado in my mind. That's kind of how I picture it. It's just like a big, giant, um, swirling cloud, I suppose, that caused no issue at all. But <laughs> that's kind of what my what I picture it being. But I don't know if that's what it looked like or not. But God is there constantly with his people. He is showing them, here I am. I am present. I am here. I can see you guys. You can see me. I am with you. He was with them the entire time to make sure that they knew that they were being taken care of. So that is why I just love this portion of scripture. God is taking care of his people. And not only is he taking care of them, he is making sure they know that they are taken care of. So it says that he went before them during the daytime on a pillar of a cloud. But then during the night, he turned it into a pillar of fire, a long uh, a column of fire coming down from the sky. And this not only gave them light, but it also achieved the same purpose where God was showing his people, look, I'm here with you and you have light. And there's just so many cool things about this. You know, it shows different sides of God's personality with the clouds and with the fire, you know, the fire is so intense and it has so much heat and it has light and then clouds are gentle and soft. And it just, it's so cool. The different layers, you can really peel back and think about who God is just looking at the pillar of cloud and then the pillar of fire at nighttime and just how God provides light and provides rain. And, and it's just really cool. I just like thinking about that kind of stuff, but I mean, not going too in depth with that, but you know, God was basically just showing his people that he was there for them and that he was leading the way as well. The people didn't have to think about where they had to go. God was there. He was going to lead the way the entire time, take them on the best possible path that they needed to go on so that war didn't break out with, um, with the Egyptians or with the Philistines or anything like that, but God was taking them to the best possible path. And he knew what would happen when he takes them up to the Red Sea. I mean, we've heard the story since childhood in Sunday school that the Red Sea parts as Pharaoh is coming down to set, you know, to rage war against the Israelite people. But we know that God fought that battle for the Israeli people. The Israeli people didn't have to do anything. All those weapons that they brought were absolutely useless. <laughs> So, and I mean, I'm, I'm giving away so many spoilers if you guys don't know the story, but basically, you know, God was showing his people that he was there for them. He was going to fight their battles. He was going to take them the best possible path. He was going to provide light for them. And it says that in verse 22, that the pillar of cloud um, didn't depart and the pillar of fire did not depart from them before the entire people and it was easy for them to travel both day and night now of course god is not a grueling god he was not like keep going you know <laughs> you're gonna travel all day and all night and not get any sleep no of course not that's ridiculous and you know people see these kinds of verses and they like to twist them and think that oh god is just another slave driver like the egyptians no of course not god is a freedom giver he's a lover of his people i mean he loves his people and you know he's not a grueling slave master that's gonna be like get moving you know you don't have any time to rest no of course not that's absolutely ridiculous I mean just looking at God's personality and who he is where he immediately gives his 
people days off and stuff like that to celebrate the Passover and to have a celebration. It's absolutely ridiculous to think that God is just slave driving his people up to the Red Sea. <laughs> like I said, people like to see these kinds of verses and just twist them into oblivion. <laughs> but one other thing I want to mention here before I conclude is verse 19. It says that Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the children of Israel swear that they would take his bones out of Egypt. Now, Joseph, not only was he a wonderful translator of dreams, but he was kind of a prophet in a sense as well, because he was able to prophesy things that would happen in the future. So he prophesied, obviously, dreams. He, he knew about the um, famine that was going to happen in the land of Egypt. And that is why he became such a prominent figure in the land of Egypt is because he was a prophet. And the Pharaoh at that time period, 400 years before any of this even happened in Exodus, knew that Joseph was a uh, God-fearing man who had God on his side, which is why Joseph became so prominent. He was the second in command of all of Egypt during that time period. So Joseph was a prophet. He knew what was going to happen in the future because he had that God-given gift. You know, prophecy is considered to be one of the God-given gifts that we see throughout the Bible. And some people through scripture have it. Some people do not have it, but it's a God-given gift that, um, you know, people sometimes have. And Joseph ended up having it. God gave him the ability to translate dreams that people had, and he gave him a word of prophecy. So God's spirit was with Joseph, and Joseph was able to prophesy. So Joseph knew not only from everything that he heard from his father, uh, Jacob, and maybe even his grandfather, Isaac, about how God was going to take them out of a uh, slavery position, basically, and bring them back into the land of Canaan. So not only did Joseph hear those stories, but he knew without a doubt that God was going to do this, either through prophecy or maybe just through hearing those stories. But he believed in God's power. So he told the people, his people, the Israeli people, right before he died, Joseph said to them, take my bones out of Egypt. I don't even want to be buried here because I know that this is not where everyone is going to end up. You guys are going to go back to a beautiful land flowing with milk and honey, is what he says to his people. Now we know from the beginning of Exodus that Joseph was in fact not buried in the land of Egypt. His casket was put in, in the center square, kind of, for the people to see, because he was a very uh, prominent man in Egypt, and he was allowed to do that kind of stuff. So Moses and the people take the bones of Joseph with them, because Joseph had asked them to do this, and the people did this. They remembered to do that. Either Moses remembered or Aaron remembered. Someone remembered to take Joseph's bones with them. They're like, oh, we got we got to take Joseph. We promised him we would. <laughs> 400 years ago, can't forget Joseph here. So they took the bones of Joseph with them in order to bury him in the land of Canaan. So everybody, this was the end of Exodus chapter 13. Definitely join me on Monday to discuss the beginning of Exodus chapter 14. And you know, Exodus is not a super long book of the Bible. There's about 40 chapters in it and we're flying right through. We're almost halfway done with Exodus, as odd as that sounds. We are getting close to the middle of 
of Exodus. So join me at 6 a.m. on Monday to discuss more of Exodus. But don't forget that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I also do an episode out of the New Testament. So please join in then as well. I air all my podcast episodes at 6 a.m. on the weekdays. So join in whenever you want. They're always available. You don't have to listen in at 6 a.m. <laughs> They're always available for you to go back and to listen to. Or uh, if you want to wake up later, if you want to listen to them at night, even you can listen to them whenever you want. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless. Mm -hmm.